We are the ones who our kids are mimicking. They are growing up watching us and learning from us and beginning to understand how the world works. They see our values. They see the way that we express our emotions. They hear the way we speak to others. And that is shaping their world. That is shaping who they become. Hey, Mama. What do you think of when you hear the word success? Fame, status, and fortune? What about rocking your baby to sleep or coaching Little League? Advocating for your special needs child or mastering meal planning? Maybe going back to school or starting your own business? The truth is success looks different for us all, and it may change depending on the season of life you're in. After finding myself in a dark place, I decided to set an example for my two boys by intentionally choosing what I wanted for my life and seeking it, even if it was scary. And now I'm so excited to bring you stories of other moms who are living out their version of success. I plan to ask these incredible women not only about their journeys, but how they are making it through the madness and the magic that we all know as motherhood. So, whether your assistant just brought you a hot espresso or you're rocking your baby on a third cup of reheated coffee, settle in and get ready for some goodness. I'm Shannon Carruthers, and this is the Successful Mama Podcast. Well, hey, Mama, and welcome back to the Successful Mama Podcast. If you are new here, I want to say welcome. I'm glad you're here and I appreciate you listening. If you are a weekly listener or you've listened to a few episodes here and there, I want to say thanks to you too because you have showed up again and again and I appreciate you and all you're doing. I want to just ask a quick favor. Would you mind tapping the share button and sending this to one of your mom friends, somebody who might need to hear something like this, or just share it on your social and make sure to tag me at Successful Mama Podcast when you do. That is how we get the word out. And I just think it is so important that we remind one another that we're not alone, that we are all going through the same things and the same struggles. And Even if they look a little bit different, we can still learn from one another along the way. With that, let me just tell you, um, if you are a weekly listener, you may have noticed that last week I did not put an episode out. And there's a good reason for that. You see, well, let me just start from the beginning and I'll tell you what happened. Um, But first, before I do, let me just also say that if you are not following along on Instagram at Successful Mama Podcast, make sure that you are because I did post an update there to let you know that this episode or last week's episode would not be happening, but just make sure you're following along so you don't miss out on anything. All right, let me just start from the beginning, like I said, and tell you, oh, we've been having some issues because we've started school in Alabama. We go back really early here and my boys have really kind of been struggling already with wanting to go, especially my youngest. And so on Monday, I went through car line. My oldest got out of the car and said goodbye. My youngest clung to my neck. And rather than have them drag him out of the car, which I have done before, because sometimes you have to do what you have to do. We pulled over to the side. We had a little chat about how we have to do hard things sometimes. and You just have to go to school you know, threw in some of those good tips and things like that, that we moms always try to throw in there. And convincing him to go was a failure. So I walked him up to the door, still trying to convince him, met his BFF, the assistant principal. And she also tried to pull all the different tricks out. Nothing worked. Thus, I did have to leave him kicking and screaming, crying for me. And my heart was just broken as I walked back to the car. 
And so I'm trying to hide my teary eyes because I'm a crier, y'all. I will cry about like a dumb commercial on TV, much less if my child's screaming for me, you know that I'm going to be crying. So anyway, I'm walking to my car, trying to just hold it together until I get there. I step off the curb and I slip on the mud and I land flat on my tail on the asphalt. Whew, that was not fun, I will just say. So I tried to decide in this moment if I was going to like try to gather myself up from the embarrassment and make it to my car and then start, you know, let the tears fall because I knew they were coming. Or if I needed to call for help because I in that moment was not sure if I could actually move. And thankfully, someone heard they came over behind me. And I didn't have to look at them in the face again, because I know I would have lost it. And they just waited with me while I took my time getting up. But I was grateful to know that at least someone was there if I couldn't move. Fast forward, I ended up getting home. I had barely walked in the door and my husband pulled in. I hear the garage door open and it was just one of those times where the stars aligned and he was meant to be there. And I was so grateful because he convinced me to actually go to the doctor's office because I wasn't going to. I was like, well, it's fine. I'm just, they're going to tell me to sit on a donut and take pain meds. And that's pretty much what they did. But they did also do an x-ray and lo and behold, my tailbone is broken. Now, a friend pointed out to me that basically I got knocked flat on my tail. <laughs> and that happens sometimes in life, doesn't it? Like we just get knocked down and we have to pick ourselves back up, however slow and however many tears it takes. And we just have to deal with it and work through it. And while a big part of me wants to just tell you that everything is great and I'm fine now, um, it's kind of been a hard week. And I want to always make sure that I'm being honest with you along this journey to show you, like we talk about on the episodes with each of the moms, that everything isn't always perfect. And that's how we connect. That's how we are able to, you know, learn from each other and realize we're not alone is if we're willing to share the not so beautiful moments. And this week has been hard. I have been struggling with, you know, just feeling bad and down and out of it. And a lot of that hasn't been great because my hormones have lined up with that. It's been like the perfect storm of negativity. And so I've just been reminding myself that it's okay to hang out here for a little while. It's okay to rest. It's okay to feel the things that I need to feel, but reminding myself that I'm not going to be staying here. And so I think that's really important that we remind ourselves along the way, whether we're going through some bigger struggle or whether, you know, life feels overwhelming, whether we're in a stage or a season where things are particularly hard, that it's okay to rest. It's okay to feel bad. It's okay. You know, those emotions are there for a reason and we need to feel them and giving ourselves grace and space to do all of those things. But just again, remembering that we're here we're going to rest for a while and then we're going to get up and keep moving forward. So that is where I'm at. That's kind of what's been going on with me. So thank you guys for those of you who have reached out to me to ask how I am or just giving some words of encouragement or grace since I did not um, release the episode last week. Thank you for that. So without further ado, let's move on into this week's episode. Now, one of the things that I often hear from moms, like the big excuse of I don't have time to work on myself 
because life is too overwhelming, because I'm too busy trying to focus on my kids, because, 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 like we have all of these excuses as to why it is not important enough that we take the time to focus on our own habits and our own, you know, issues and things we need to work through because we're so busy dealing with everyone else. And you know, I get that like life is busy, life is hard and chaotic, and we are constantly having things come at us. But what we're going to talk about today is why it is so important and why the fact that you are working on yourself is actually bleeding into those around you. And so I've actually had the question come up of how do I change my partner? How do I make them do these habits that I'm seeing that are, you know, they're not doing in their life right now? And it's so easy, isn't it, to notice those flaws or those things that other people are struggling with, and we can clearly see what they need to do to fix them. But ultimately, we know that the only people we can control is ourselves. And so we are going to talk about that a little bit too, though, and how the things that we do in the way that we are affects those around us. So with that, you guys know I love a good story. So I'm going to start with story time. And we're going to go back to um, the beginning of the year. One of the things that I did, I don't usually set a big New Year's resolution. I like to set small, tiny habits, if you haven't figured that out about me yet. Just in case you're new here and you haven't met me before, um, I'm a habit and success coach and I focus on small and tiny changes, shifts that we can make that are doable and sustainable even in the chaos of motherhood. And so one of the things that I usually do for New Year's is come up with something little that I'm going to do that I know I can do each and every day. I have been hearing this, all the hype around cold showers, cold exposure, cold therapy. And I have done cold showers in the past for like, again, a New Year's resolution. I vowed to do it a couple years ago. And I vowed to do it just for the month of January. And I did it. And it was awful. And it was great all at the same time. I also said I would probably never do it again. So anyway, January 1st this year, I turned on my shower. I took my regular shower. And at the very end, the deal I made with myself was I was going to just turn on the cold water all the way to cold. And I was going to hang out for as long as I could to catch my breath and just calm myself. And that was it. Like that was the goal. It wasn't, you know, two minutes or five minutes or any certain amount of time. It wasn't an ice bath. It wasn't an entire shower. It was just a portion of my shower that I wanted to take cold shower and just to do the hard thing because I hate the cold. My boys will tell you that I turn into an ogre in the cold and they are absolutely right. So I started this cold shower thing January 1st. I didn't really set a timeline. I knew I was going to do it at least a month. And I can actually proudly say that now we are into August and I can count on one hand, the number of times throughout the entire year that I've not ended my shower with cold and I kind of have started looking forward to it. But that's a story for another podcast. We are talking about how our habits affect those around us. Now, it wasn't but a few weeks later and I'd been telling my husband about the fact that I was taking these cold showers. And one day he started taking them too. I never told him he should. He just started doing it. Now, my husband taking cold showers, I totally understand. Like, that makes sense to me. We're adults. We, you know, we are on the same wavelength. We try a lot of the same things or, or work on the same things at the same time. Totally makes sense. But it completely blew me away when one day I was helping my boys Um, They had just had a shower and my oldest gets out and he's like, Mama, I just took a cold shower. (laughs) And I was like, what? 
He said, yeah, I, I know that you are doing that and that it's really good for you. And, and I was just, I couldn't believe that he had chosen to do this. Not once had I even considered this as something that they would be doing. It was just something I was doing. It wasn't that much later, and my youngest son did the exact same thing. He took his cold shower, and since then, they have done it on multiple occasions. In fact, one day my son walked in, and he's like, just, he said, Mama, are you taking a cold shower? And I was like, yes, buddy. And he's like, just breathe through it, Mama. Just, just don't worry about the cold and focus on your breath. I was just in awe of these words, like these words of wisdom coming out of his mouth. Let me add on the end of this too, that a few weeks ago, I heard my boys talking between themselves and my oldest said to my youngest, you know, it's kind of like a cold shower. It's where it feels really cold right away when it's happening. But then when you get done, you feel really good about it and you feel proud of yourself. Y'all, I, these things, like I have not once said these things to them directly about cold showers. They've heard me talk about them. They have seen what we're doing and that's it. Now, (laughs) that leads us into the obvious fact of what we're talking about today, which is the fact that our kids are not always going to do what we say, but they are generally going to do what we do. And so when you say, listen, I don't have time to work on my habits. I don't have time to focus on myself. I don't have time to take care of myself. Your kids are watching Every single time, every single day, when you make that choice to not prioritize your needs as a person, as a mom, as an individual, they are noticing whether you realize it or not. Okay, so let me get the tiniest bit sciencey with you for a second. I promise I'll keep it short and sweet. I am not a psychologist. I have not studied this formally. So this is my understanding. If I say something wrong, please correct me. I would love to hear more. I'm always loving to learn, but please be kind. (laughs) So we have neurons in our brain, right? And these are, there's a group of them called mirror neurons. And essentially what these neurons do is they fire in the same way when we watch someone or observe someone perform an action They do it in the same way when we are performing that action ourselves. And so they have connected these neurons to basically, this is how we learn to do what other people are doing, to mimic what other people are doing. There was a psychologist named Albert Bandura who discovered social learning theory. And he essentially said that observation and modeling is a primary, they play a primary role in how and why people learn. So it's not just like going and doing things. That's not the only way we learn. We can observe what others do. We can recognize and think cognitively about it. We can process the information and recognize the benefit of it. And we can do this all through observation. It doesn't just have to be through doing it ourselves. And so we can take this information and understand a little bit more as to why and how our children are able to watch and learn all the things that they do from us. And I always go back to this very simple, you know, idea of when my kids were learning how to eat. And, you know, when you go, when you tell them, you say, open your mouth. Well, they don't know what that means. Open your mouth means nothing to them. You can give them commands all day and tell them what to do. But when they're tiny and you're trying to get them to open their mouth for the airplane that's going to fly in and land, you don't tell them to open their mouth. You do it. 
You open your mouth and show them. You model for them what you want them to do. And guess what they do? They copy you. They mimic you. They do what you are doing. And that's how they learn. Once they establish that connection, they begin to go, oh yeah, when I do this, I get good things. It makes sense for me to do that. And so that's how they learn and that's how they grow is by mimicking, well, by observing us and doing what we do. If you've never heard me talk about this before, I'm very passionate about this idea. And I think that we as moms have so much impact on the future moving forward. And that is because we are the ones who our kids are mimicking. They are growing up, watching us and learning from us and beginning to understand how the world works. They see our values. They see the way that we express our emotions. They hear the way we speak to others. And that is shaping their world. That is shaping who they become. Now, obviously, so much of that is out of our control, but our actions clearly have an impact on them. So I just want to remind you, Mama, that when it feels like your actions don't impact others, you have to remember that other people are watching. This goes for your kids. This goes for people at work. Maybe you're leading a team or something like that. This goes for your spouse, your partner. Um, I had someone ask me, I've told you this at the beginning, but I had someone ask me, well, how do I get my partner to do these certain things? How do I get them to do this or to work on their habits? Because I want us to do it together and they don't have any interest. I told her, I said, listen, don't worry about their habits. Just focus on yours. Communicate with them. This is something you're doing. This is important to you. And don't push any of that on them. And so what happened is she came back and she said, oh my goodness, he has started picking up some of these things based on what I'm doing. Now, just to be clear, just because you do focus on your habits doesn't mean your partner is going to, but I'm just saying When you communicate what you're doing with someone else and they are watching your actions and you continuing to to focus on something positive, it will likely affect them in some way. So we're going to wrap this up. I don't like these episodes to be too long, but I just want to remind you that your actions matter. The things you are doing matters. The tone you are setting in your home matters. And I know this episode, we've really been looking forward at who you are and who you can be and what your kids are going to learn from you as they go along. But I also want to encourage you to look back. Look at those things that your parents did. Look at what was your normal in your household. What are the things that they taught you that you picked up by mimicking them? Some of those are probably beneficial to you in your life now, and some of them may not be. But if we equip our kids with some of these skills as children, if they learn some of these hard things and they develop this growth mindset as kids, imagine who they can become as adults. So take a few minutes this week, think about some things you might want to change, you might want to shift, or how it is that you can prioritize yourself in developing your own growth mindset and remind yourself that you're not just doing it for you. You're doing it because it is impacting those around you. All right, mama, thanks for listening. I hope that you will join us next week. We have a great guest coming. 
If you have loved this episode or you have loved some of our other episodes, I would really, really appreciate if you would take a second, leave us five stars, leave us a review, and just say some nice things. Because again, this is how this message gets shared. And I truly believe it is one that moms need to hear. So again, thanks for tuning in this week. We will see you next time on the Successful Mama Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Successful Mama Podcast. For more information, head on over to SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com where you can find show notes and all of the links mentioned in today's episode. Tap that share button and remember to tag at Successful Mama Podcast. And make sure to go leave a review. It really does help. A special thanks to Will Carruthers. Until next time, remember mama, success looks more than one way and it's up to you to define it.